0: Welcome back everyone to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined as always by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And we're back for part two of what I called in the last episode, a a mini series of strategy adjacent topics. This one a little bit more, well, maybe a lot a bit more related to the actual strategy and preparing for competitive level events than the last one. Although clearly you got to have the cards to be able to compete with them so i guess the market value and things plays in more than people might think yeah (laughs) just just a little bit uh but it is a hurdle that we all have to deal with and once you get over it then it's all right i got the cards what do i do with them uh, before we get too far into the topic of teams, I did want to give a quick shout out to the Adventurer's Guild. It was actually an event that we play, you and I both played in recently, Scott. Uh, it was the first chance that I got to play since the Energon Invitational, just because the the holidays kind of wreak havoc. That's just what they do. It's a whirlwind and generally a disaster in a good way? Question mark? Sure. <laughs> I mean... I don't know how else to describe them. It's always a, it, to be honest for me and my family, it's always lunacy. Cause it's like, we got to drive all over creation to make sure we, we see everybody. And as a result, I ended up missing a number of events. I know you were able to play in some others, but this was one of the, I don't want to say the the first time in a while, but I guess it was really because we had pretty much everybody available at the event other than uh and we'll get into this later some of the uh geographically displaced
1: yeah i think all the local players were there. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um anything from the event that stuck out in your mind scott this was kind of an add-on topic we'll call it just because i wanted to to shout it out in the beginning of the show
1: no it's cool that we had 19 players show up on a sunday to play transformers in an area that like absolutely i didn't think was as dense as it really was um the format was interesting where basically like you, um, we just played four rounds and depending on your record, you just got a prize. So like, it didn't really, I mean, obviously you were paired according to your record, but like, of course, you were never really out of contention for, for, cause we didn't have like a cut. So you were never really out of contention for doing anything. So pretty much, I think everyone just stayed in the whole time. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and it was, it was definitely a high level competition uh for a random sunday in january i mean um it wasn't it wasn't as percentage from a percentage base and it wasn't as competitive as before when we that we played in uh the charity event that we held uh simply because of the percentages there were just insane like (laughs) i I literally think that 50 percent of the field was in the top 32 of energon um that's pretty stiff competition yeah it was still pretty uh, it this was still definitely a highly competitive event like most people, most players played um, whether they were existing meta decks or um, testing out strategies against existing meta decks that other people were playing. Right. Um, there was, you know, multiple content creators there. There was a lot of good conversation that went on from a, from a, you know, competitive level perspective. So, yeah, it was definitely a cool event. And uh,
0: Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to future ones that'll be held there, and just future events in general. Like you said, the the high caliber of the event definitely was at least for me. Like I said, since it was the the first event back, uh, it got every all the competitive juices flowing again. It was like I was ready to dive right back in, so it was definitely a
1: lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and the, <clears throat> the coolest thing that, that Dan and I were talking about is that like I could probably read, like five or six names from of people that weren't there that wouldn't have it wouldn't have been some like two hour drive for them or something like that. It was just people that don't live far from the area that just had stuff going on. So we could have had like a twenty five percent event pretty easily. So
0: yeah. Yeah, like you said, for a, so. a random Sunday, especially a Sunday, like that's really awesome. Yep. So uh I guess moving from there, since we were talking about having well, the team there. Uh we're gonna segue into the idea of teams and Especially coming off the Energon invitational, it's I I guess the best way for me to put it and not sound like I'm insulting people because that is not my intent, is that there were certainly a lot of groups of players. As in you're you're from the same store, you're from the same geographical area, you uh test together sort of thing, but it it didn't quite fit the traditional definition of team, and for me, it's weird to say that because in every other game I played prior to Transformers, I was never part of a team. Like, I knew you guys, Scott, Dan, and, and everybody else from the WoW TCG, and I knew you because I played against you a lot at various events. In other games, I knew of the teams, and maybe I was friendly or friends with the top players or people that are on teams, but I was never actually personally a member of it. I guess my wife and I in other games constituted a team because, well, we're, <laughs> that's just the way it works. Um, mm-hmm. But I know Scott, you've been on a lot of teams and I think for, to help frame and put some context around the discussion in your eyes, what defines a team? Is it, it clearly it's not just, Hey, we all play at the same store.
1: No, I would say that's probably the least factor that we go into it, to be honest
0: with you. Right. Um, now, for us, we ended up all playing the, the same deck at the Energon Invitational. It In the past, the team as a whole has typically leaned into playing the same sort of decks. Um, <laughs> Jackie's in there. I guess she came back into chat. She's busting my chops that she doesn't mm. count as a team. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, wife, mm. you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But not for this game until I can talk you into playing it again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back on topic. So if it's not just playing together or even playing together frequently, to, is there a specific signpost that to you, Scott says, yeah, this is kind of the breaking point where it goes from, we're a bunch of people that know each other pretty well or play locally at the same place to, okay, no, we're we all have official jerseys other than, you know, buying the jerseys.
1: Right, other than just having the jerseys. Yeah,
0: just making Um, them. Go to the kiosk in the mall and get some t-shirts made.
1: I think what defines it for me differently is that you're trying to solve everything as a group. Mm. Um, You're trying to play to each other's strengths. You're trying, I guess it's the formalization of of the activity. I'm not saying that you have to, and and trust me, I, I know it, probably seems to those on the team or those listening in peripherally that like i'm some bastard of organization and that's the farthest thing that i have <laughs> in real life so um that's why it probably comes out here is because I'm trying to keep myself as organized as i am ever. um but it's it's so you don't have a thousand different ideas floating out there and like you know some giant chat room of uh you know i have to like search by word in order to try to find the deck list that somebody put out there or something like that like you know we use forums or we have meeting you know it's 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 the organizational nature of it it's the and i don't think that, that means you take it more seriously but i think by definition you just do because you're making a commitment to talk discuss um discuss the game in a formal manner outside of Playing it, um, right? Like, I think we, you know, I I think we've said this. Uh, I mean, we just, I know we've said it, you know, behind closed doors, but definitely have said it. I don't know if we've said it publicly, but like, I think we're going into the last, at least the last two events, just because of the timing that Origins was, um, and three, if you count, um, the upcoming PVG event in Orlando. We do more of our quote testing theoretically by having conversations about the game and understanding the game. Theoretically, than we do physically playing the game. I think when you actually reach that point um, of different people taking different angles, being able to trust the results that somebody has on a random Tuesday night testing with somebody else, mm-hmm. and them being able to articulate how the testing went in a in a, a couple days later meeting session is, I think, what separates the team aspect from a group. Um, if that's if the we can use those two terms as the distinction, that makes sense. Make.
0: Yeah the one of the the notes that we had talked about offline in, in prep for this was getting people on the same page, which isn't necessarily – all right. So if you're in a group as we're defining it, clearly everybody is working towards the goal of the group as a whole benefits and every – well, you would hope everybody's doing that uh, and advancing towards the goal of everyone performing well in whatever the next upcoming event happens to be. But there is a certain level of cohesion and a certain level of, for lack like, of better to put it, I guess, unity in trying to tackle it in the appropriate way. And it, a lot of this discussion, just to preface it for everybody out there listening, is going to sound a little weird and a little stilted, especially from me, because it's one of those things that I can grok. It, it makes sense in my head to say that this is a group of people, that is a team of people. And The way that they produce results are different and not to be that guy that always calls back to sports analogies, but I've been on teams that were teams and, you know, it's like everybody's brothers in the locker room thing. And I've been on teams where it's just, yeah, we're a bunch of guys that wear the same color shirts and the, the end result product is definitely different if everybody isn't following or in, in the same mindset for where you want to be. And how you want to get there may be the more important thing.
1: Yeah, I think what people need to understand about this is, at the end of the day, this is an individual competition. Um, in other card games, there actually are team competitions. That's neither here nor there. But like, right, right. In 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 this game, the way it stands right now, it's an individual, which means that there there is no like like there is no reported standing of how the team did um so at the end of the day like it's it's only the individual that actually gets any kind of accolades out of it or anything like that it's just that what goes into into that individual performance a lot of times is the the team aspect if that that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um like even though like you may not see it there's a lot that goes into it so like you know I don't. I don't know how else to describe it from that perspective. But like, um, a lot of the successful play just can't exist at the individual level. There's just too much for you to do.
0: Well, especially given the, well, <laughs> the propensity for wizards that they they seem to really enjoy throwing these kind of wrenches. Where it's set. Oh, there's a major event a month later. An individual. I'm one of those people that, that likes to believe that these things are possible, and I and obviously we saw a number of people that are not part of a team perform very well at the Energon Invitational, but it is certainly mm-hmm. a handicap. So it, by no means do we – I don't want to put words in your mouth, Scott, but by no means are we trying to say that it's impossible to achieve these things on your own, but the reality of the situation is you're you have a disadvantage as a result.
1: Yeah, because there's i mean there's inborn skill into playing the game any game in general so I mean like you may just literally be more skilled than other people and that will carry you far as well as an individual but right um if, if you want to actually if you if you want if you want to share that skill some skill that you may be missing and somebody else may have and grow you know find ways of filling those gaps a team is gonna like Forming or joining a team is going to
0: be the most, you know, the well,
1: easiest and most valuable way to do that.
0: One of those things that or one of the advantages that's laid out by this methodology is a the diversity. Well, the the way you put it, Scott, to me was diversity of thought. Um, and I think that's really a good descriptor for it because the fact of the matter is, like I've I say this to everybody internally, I've said it a lot publicly i don't know if i've said on the show i feel everybody else on the team is a better both deck builder and player than me so i definitely get some benefit that way because everybody else's ideas are better i think one of the advantages and this goes in general for teams though is that i i can without a doubt say that i look at things differently than everybody else on the team whether that's good or bad i guess is up for debate but (laughs) point being is that the You By having the – and there is the risk of groupthink in general, but having the multiple members be able to have input there gives you that extra leg up where it's not just you're the group that's not really cohesive and as a result, maybe you're withholding something. Somebody else is withholding something or to your point earlier, Scott, you can't necessarily trust what Joe Schmo from whatever store is doing or saying – or the results because it just doesn't quite line up.
1: Right, but, if you have a pet idea that mm. you don't want to let go of, then uh, I may have a lot of those. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're willing to let them go. That's the difference.
0: Well, um, y- yes and no. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, I I I think I have them take it away from me. Would be the better better yeah. way to describe it.
1: So if you have a pet idea that you you, for whatever reason, you stand behind and like if somebody tells you or shows you in a in a in a couple night playtesting session from a non team perspective that this this isn't working, but like you are making excuses like oh you're just not playing it right or, mm. or you just drew poorly or... or right that right yeah. like if, nobody if, will play if that not, deck <laughs> if you're not able to take a step back and realize what the faults of what you're doing are, then like. That, that's another advantage of being on on a formalized team is like if you keep, you is the trust that you have in the players that you're playing against to be able to explain to you when you can't even explain it to yourself what the weaknesses or strengths of what you're doing are mm-hmm. it's not simply from a fixing your play mistake perspective because obviously if you're not playing the game correctly while you're testing your the, the, the results are invalid Right. if you're making if you're if you're playing the cards incorrectly um and and you're allowing those games to count as results like you're just not getting anything out of the deal anyway and if nobody's able to call you on that because you're it's so casual um that's not going to help anybody as it is whether you're on your team so starting but you but you have to be able to trust the persons and then the people sitting around you like a lot of times for example like Sometimes we're not even playing games like, like it might be you and I playing games and Dan watching or and Tom are watching or something like when we're sitting at the store exactly just yeah. hanging out because we don't even feel like playing games right that moment and we might get something more out of watching a match than than playing it out ourselves or recording it or something like that so
0: yeah that that spark of inspiration can come from a lot of different areas, and that's why like what you were saying earlier that the the non testing testing for lack of a better way to describe it where we're just discussing previous findings or walking through specific plays or certain sequences can be so beneficial. And let's face it, I mean, you could sit in a mirror and talk to yourself a lot, but
1: I don't know if you're going <laughs> to sure. make that quite
0: I don't know if you're going to make that leap. It, it It's tough. We'll put it that way. Um, but you didn't mention something there that the, when you're in the group versus the team and it's the casual play and there is a certain level, something that I want to call to and see, because we didn't discuss this one offline. So I want to see what your thoughts are, Scott, where at least in my experience, there is a certain level of just trying to be polite, trying to be, you know, a normal human being and being a quote unquote, nice person when you're testing with somebody that you're not that familiar with. Like, even if you see them week in and week out, it's still like, oh, well, that's pseudo stranger. You're trying to be, you know, in general, nice to the other person and commenting on their play calling out mistakes may or may not sit well with them whereas when you get to that team aspect it yes there's pride in i'm doing this right i'm trying to be a good player i'm trying to be a good deck builder but criticism coming from you or criticism coming from dan or palmer or stefan or whoever when when you guys tell me it's just Okay, I need to actually internalize that and think about it as opposed to, hey, who's this random guy that sat down with me to quote unquote test and is telling me how my deck works? Like I think a lot of people get defensive in one scenario versus the other.
1: Yes. Yes. And then the reason is because I think that (coughs) you're able to people on a team are able to set aside their individual I don't, not accomplishments, but their individual pride in a little bit mm-hmm. in order to make sure that that what is being done is right for everybody at the time. Um, and that right. the, the goal of a team is to find the answer. So the goal of everybody that plays a game is to solve the metagame, solve the puzzle, however you want mm-hmm. to talk about it. But from a team perspective, the idea is that everybody will solve the puzzle together and everybody will then have the same finished look to the puzzle they will right. show up to the tournament with the same exact answer to that puzzle. There may um, not be a best nah, deck,
0: but there may be a best deck for the day.
1: I mean, it's the best deck that they think it is. Right. Going into that going into that event for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, like, you know, of course, we, and we've talked about that in the past. Like, it has the most perceived matchups against whatever exists. And again, obviously, this has more of a factor once a metagame is established as opposed to most of the time that we have to play when a, pet a game is not established. of course. Um, but, yes. Uh, the, the goal is for everybody to show up with the same deck because we feel as a group we've come to the answer together. A lot of the team work goes into it, obviously, before you reach that point. Um, and a lot of what we talked about so far is at that point. But, like, I think at the end that is probably the biggest factor at the end of the day is... You're not actually, if you can't come to a consensus decision about what that is, then I don't think that you trusted each other along the way and trusted the results along the way to begin with. So, like, that's, to me, the major difference between a group and a team also is, like, if you couldn't trust each other to come to a consensus about, like, I don't know what you were doing the rest of the time
0: either yeah it kind of and it isn't to say that that is always how things play out but there is maybe some element that again the the group may hold back information from each other or maybe not be as open-minded about certain things as whereas the team is just you can you tend to take something at face value as a result but let me play devil's advocate for a moment so we all happen to play galaxy prime at the energon invitational except for power well there's (laughs) yes funny story about that Um,
1: that was our fault not his fault yes definitely
0: definitely not um (laughs) that damn deadline uh so where i was going with it is do you feel that there is basis for the argument that if i we all decided on galaxy prime uh, again Excluding the, sorry Palmer, excluding that case. <laughs> but I said, look, I do not feel comfortable. I can't, me as a player, I do not pilot this type of deck very well. Clearly Galaxy Prime leans in a very specific direction. Do you feel there's merit to that argument where, despite saying this is overall the best chance to win the event with this particular deck, that a player's given talents or skill level or skills in general would justify diverging from the remainder of the team i know that's a very abstract question but
1: are we under assumption the decision was not made was made before 11 o'clock at night yeah we're gonna go out on limits
0: say it's not deciding five minutes before (laughs) you have to submit your deck
1: (laughs) so 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 you came up like this this, the decision was made like in a decent time frame. Before that, we're saying, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that if, I mean, it, we'll assume a month, say, two and a half, three weeks in. Okay, we've decided that deck A is is our deck. We've we've run it through all its paces. It gives us our best matchups. We think it it's going to stand the greatest chance against the majority of the field. And then I show up and go, look. Scott, I can't play control decks that well, or I don't play them as well as this aggro deck, which we think is pretty close. Or maybe it's flip. We're all playing aggro, and I insist on playing a certain control deck or something. Do you think there's merit to that, or should it be, not browbeating the person, but like you just take the remaining time to coach them up?
1: Two things. One, I I think outside of playing a combo deck, and again, if you had enough weeks before an event, wouldn't even be a factor either mm-hmm. um i don't think that holds true in this game i just don't think that deck styles really matter as much in this game right now because i don't necessarily think that they play out quite as differently as one another i think that you can be taught or or the lessons that you learn from being on the other side of a matchup are just as valuable as being on the side that quote you prefer mm-hmm so I think that's not a factor. I think anyone that says that is just limiting the, is just putting a barrier up in front of themselves that doesn't actually exist.
0: I mean, there is something to be said for those mental barriers where, at a certain point, your own growth as a player becomes stunted if you insist on always reverting back to a certain game plan. And it's one of those things yes. that you just have to balance between, no, it may be legitimate that you don't play deck style a you should be playing deck style b and you need to make that argument with everybody else but uh there's also the flip side of the coin to your point that maybe you just have to give it up and
1: yeah this is the answer for that particular event i think assuming that every player actually put in the and it doesn't it's not equal but like a decent amount of work on the finished product like they and they could have been the person playtesting on the other side of the matchup all the time that's still that's like they may not have actually physically played the deck in question ever, mm-hmm. but at least they were on the other side of it all the time. I think and have seen what its strengths are and what its weaknesses are. I, I think they would have gained enough knowledge to be able to play it. I think, I think at that point, like you said, it's, it doesn't have to be about browbeating. It just to be like, no, I think you really should be playing this deck. Yeah. Um. And here's the reasons why. And I feel like anybody that would put themselves in a position where they didn't feel comfortable doing that is again, Somebody that wasn't trying to arrive at this answer as a unit, right. they were assisting in, in in getting to that point. But they don't have enough trust. Well, they don't have trust enough trust in themselves to run the deck. But I don't think they trust the other players to be to be making the right call either. Because you're making the right call on for everybody in question, right? And to me, the way the game plays right now, like I. I guess, and I don't I assume we'll get into this at some point is like when you're building a roster of players is everybody has to, like as you've said before in the past, you have to be this tall to ride this ride, right. um, I, I feel like as long as you're meeting that minimum requirement of what people feel you should be doing uh, in terms of complexity level, mm. I don't think that should be a factor right of of like, I don't think I can run this deck. This isn't my style, etc. That you—that was the original question. I just think right. that the game just hasn't reached that point yet, where there's everybody's not this tall to ride that ride. Yeah, or shouldn't I should say shouldn't be in your group. Right. Um, otherwise, I think you're just handicapping yourself in terms of like the results you're getting. So it, at that at that point, the trust factor may not be there. Right.
0: And it, not to beat the dead horse, but I think there is something to be said where if you find yourself in that position, your your group or team or group that's becoming a team or whatever, that you do have that thought cross your mind, it could quite simply just be an, an individual hang up and that's not, oh, you personally suck. It's you may be setting yourself up for failure. I mean, I've had conversations with a number of people in this game and other games that I mean, let's face it. This isn't a weightlifting competition. It's very cerebral. And as a result, you can psych yourself out of certain things if you have that attitude going in. Uh, And it's going to manifest whether it's at the actual tournament table or it's in the testing sessions or it's in the actual decision about what the team is going to play. It can play out in a number of ways, but it's generally going to be
1: negative. Yeah. And uh, trust is the biggest factor in all of this. And Mm. you have to be able to, anybody can help you get over that stuff and you have to be able to, again, trust that they can. Exactly.
0: So, So you had brought something up there about building the roster, Scott. I wasn't going to go specifically there, but into a, a sort of related portion of it. And that's the, I guess the how to section. So, all right, all this team stuff sounds fantastic. It, it's going to improve my play. I'm going to help somebody else. I'm going to get cool people to hang out with. We're going to win some tournaments and everybody rides off into the sunset or something along those lines um, on the how to end, whether it's the roster, it's the organizing the meetings that you, you were talking about in the beginning, uh, the actual testing sessions or something else that I didn't name. What are your, do you have any pointers for somebody that says, all right, I do have a group that I play with at my store. It's it, there's a lot of people, but I usually hang out with, with these particular individuals. I both enjoy their company, but also I feel like we could take the group somewhere and they want to kind of lead the horses to water and see if they'll drink. What do you have any tips on that end? Which,
1: where do you want me to start? Does well, like which w- I was, there? yeah,
0: I was, well, I was throwing them all out there to see which one you wanted to gravitate towards. But, um, it, since you had brought up the roster, I guess we'll start there.
1: So I guess the main thing is that you need to surround yourself with people that are that have the same competitive level that you want to reach. Um, I, you can't force players to want to compete if they don't want to compete. Yes, at your level, I think you you simply just have to find other people, and they don't have to be geographically located to you. They just have to be. They desire is the number one is the is the first factor. So you everybody on. The team that you're creating or joining has to be rowing in the same direction as to what they want their eventual individual goals to be.
0: And if you, um, it, you can't. It, oh, sorry, not to. Inter- well, yes, to interrupt you actually, but to, uh, <laughs> one thing on there, as always, it's it, like Scott said. You have to, as silly as it sounds, you have to want it. And it's if you find that it, maybe it isn't what you wanted, or the people you thought were interested, that that's fine. It's just. In order to accomplish these certain things, it really is very much you have to have the, I guess, innate desire to want to compete. Because you'll find out very quickly if you start putting in a lot of hours and you're expecting things of other people like, hey, meet me X times a week. We're going to do X number or Y number of calls a week. And they go, yeah, no. You're going to find out very quickly whether they're that level of investment or not.
1: Sorry. Right. And and again. Good. Like any like any group effort, not everybody's going to put in the same effort. It's just like your group projects at school. Like not everybody's mm-hmm. going to put in the same effort, but everybody's going to get the same grade. Right. So I'm not suggesting that everybody has to do this from the effort perspective, but they have to be on the same page from a desired outcome perspective. Now, real life will get in the way of certain people more often than it will get in the way of other people from a meeting up perspective or from a getting together perspective. But the point is what you need to be able to do and then the reason why it's important is because if you can accomplish things outside of, again, physically playing the game, whether it's in a phone call or a mute. Did he drop off again? Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Where's Discord? No, I just I just lost my headset. Heck oh, no there
0: Okay. <laughs> See, this is the problem with AirPods.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's... Also-
0: you're absolutely right, Former. This is why real life sucks. It would be awesome if we could just slam Transformers cards all the time, but those cards aren't going to pay for themselves. Well, maybe if you listen to the last episode, it might. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, go ahead, Scott.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, the, the big factor from a desire perspective, that somebody mm-hmm. has to be willing to talk about the game or, or, or want to talk about the game or, or do whatever mm-hmm. at the same pace. And again, at most of the pace that you want to. So if I want to talk about this deck and not physically play it with you, like you have to like just meet the minimum of getting on a phone call with me every once in a while. Exactly. Um and if if real life gets in the way more often, like, that's okay. So I guess there's a difference between desire and ability. So I guess it's whatever yes. that meets the, those I guess that's better. Those two factors have to meet on a scale together So like you can have The rah-rah person That just doesn't have The ability to meet But you can talk To that person all the time And they can still be a, te- a valuable team member Because Right Because you can still Get things through And then there's the other side The guy that can always Meet up to jam games With you Or do whatever you need Them to do with you But isn't very good That can still be A valuable team member. Exactly It's It's as long as You're getting One access or the other Out of what you need Out of more people then I think you're fine. And you can be be the guy that has both those accesses working in your favor.
0: I mean, part of it is, I guess, the underlying thing, setting the expectations for the other members of the team. And that's where, again, the delineation between group and team kind of comes back is if you set the expectation bar so low that it's like, yeah, well, we're just going to meet once and call it a day. Like that's not quite getting it done. But there is obviously a a wide range and a large scale of how often, how much, how efficient are these meetings. You had brought up the geography thing that clearly if if the other guys are down in Florida and we're here in Pennsylvania, probably not meeting up physically to play all that often. But that doesn't mean that information can't be shared. Oh, God, what just happened?
1: The door just shut.
0: Oh, it sounded (laughs) like something shattered. No, the door shut. Okay um <laughs> sorry so that totally messed up my entire train of thought i don't know what the hell i was about to say
1: um no in terms of that's the biggest thing in terms of instruction is just basically having people that meet on one of those actions mm. you to where you need them to be from that perspective it's not about using people i know it sounds like that but it's not really like that it's just that well, it, you it, you're in a relationship perspective.
0: Yeah, it, it's like I said, it's setting expectations. When I and again, I'm going to be the old guy with the sports analogy, but like if you're on a team, you expect the guy next to you to do his or her, depending on what you're playing, assigned job, and that you're trusting them to do whatever it is that they're doing, and it carries over similarly here, where if there's a give and take, and it's like. It, if we are all focused on we're going to be a competitive team, then you need to treat it that way. And, you know, it, it, this is going to sound a little drastic, but it almost feels like a a a sign of disrespect or a lack of respect where it's the remainder is not necessarily coming to the same level. And it could just be a miscommunication thing of setting the expectations, but
1: it it can feel like that. It can be a lack of time and ability as well. Like, yes. Just be like, I can't do it. Right. Like, you just need to know that before you make the commitment, which unfortunately needs to a lot of times be made up front or else there's no point in even starting. Exactly.
0: Um, and that is, that's just a, it's a people thing. So therefore, by definition, it's complex because <laughs> people are complex. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, yeah. A lot of
1: people step into these things with, lofty well, the ideas about what they can actually achieve. Oh what yeah, they can actually achieve personally. So
0: yeah, I mean, the, and that is something that can come back to the pride aspect of okay, you may have a very humbling experience, whether it's actually from a skill level or it's from a okay, how do I balance all these things in life level, and it's one of those things you just learn over time. Um, <clears throat> now you'd mentioned the the geography piece, and I was making jokes, and Dan's in there complaining about how Gabe never comes to breakfast because he never comes right. to breakfast. Uh, but you had brought up earlier the the wildly different geography piece. I would assume most people are going to go, well, how does that even work? But do you, I know we've talked about it before that there are some advantages to having that geographically disparate setup. Could you elaborate on that a little bit, Scott?
1: Yeah, the internet is a device created for people to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Well, there is that—that that exists. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, to quote uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, so that has eliminated some of the 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 geographical disparity that exists. I think so. I've done the geographical thing in two ways. One, there is quote forming a team for the purpose of like one event. Um to avoid and, and the reason for why you have people in different geographic areas are are two reasons. One, either you know, someone you're really close with just happens not to live in your area and they play with other people that you may not be as close with and then you're like, Okay, well your little contingent form together from that perspective that starts with one person. And the other thing is just you may have mutual respect with another group of players, in another area that you're aware of and you come together for one specific event or some series of events and say, we're going to work together and be a team for this amount of time and see how it goes. So I've done both of those things in my card game career. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, even if they start out one way, they generally eventually just float to we We're just a team together from here on out thing anyway. So Mm -hmm. even if it didn't start that way. Well, I guess the only other option
0: is that it would fall apart because the team didn't work, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, no, no. Like, after that event is over, okay, we did what we came here to do. Let's, quote, disband the relationship and go back to our individual things because we're not going to be coming together for six months anyway. So what does it matter? The
0: logistics don't work out that way.
1: But that doesn't really exist as much anymore anyway, but I have been part of that in the past. A lot of times that was like... Like a bunch of Americans were going over to, you know, so we banded together and said, like, let's just work together because we're going to be a minority at that event regardless. So Mm -hmm. we'll give each we'll give all of us worth it to to work together for that event. That's the biggest example I can think of for that. Makes sense. Um, But that aside. uh, I think the reason you do it is something you mentioned earlier, which is to avoid the group think. Yes. As, best as possible. Well, and the,
0: the fact that... What the hell is Dan saying? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, it, the geography there actually helps out because it it's kind of... I feel like it's possible, but I'm going to say it's difficult to end up having groupthink when you're that far apart just because it is going to be these isolated meetings kind of by definition due to the geography. So the individuals end up having that time separated so you aren't just constantly compounding a specific thought over and over and over again and then leading to either inbred testing or other weird scenarios because you have to end up doing other things.
1: Right. I mean, we've talked on numerous shows about the time factor as the number one factor in anything. And if you only have so much time physically to play the game... um. Then you either have to, and even if it's in the same geographic area, or you have to be like, okay, two team members over there went off on a Tuesday night and played a like, jam 20 games against each other. And I believe the results, again, this is the trust factor. And so that took away mine personally to have to test that matchup, which is a huge hurdle that you need to cross. Again, this is the whole trust thing, That mm. you're not going to test that deck that you came up with yourself. You're gonna let somebody else do it for you, and as long as you're confident that they're explaining to you why things happen, not just what things happen, that you're you can trust those results. There's that factor, but then as you know, so there, like you then when you can show up and you wanna play X deck, like you you can't play all of them. So this can even happen within the same geographic, to right. be honest with you. But but it, it's even more pronounced when you're in different geographic areas because you may just even come from things from a different start, different starting point. Exactly. So it's even more difficult to even wind up at the same. Without. Um, that's the biggest reason for that. What the biggest advantage there is.
0: Definitely makes sense on that front. So the sticking with the the how to theme somewhat. You were talking about how to build a roster, and we've we've gone over a number of things that are important and the advantages and disadvantages of whether it's a local group a much larger than local group um when it comes to herding the cats (laughs) trying to i mean obviously if you all get together and say hey we're gonna go meet at x store on such and such a night and we're gonna be there for so many hours make sure we cover these bases from a deck perspective and then bring any ideas or whatever we want to hammer out or identify this specific matchup we want to do this or that um are there, you've already talked about a lot about the the advantage of just having calls. It doesn't even have to be actual testing sessions, but are there other parts that you think go into it or any tips as far as, again, people that are trying to make that leap from a group to a team on the herding cats front?
1: I mean, I think what you just said is an example of something that a team would do, may not do. mm Just setting expectations and setting goals for a testing session or for a night. Right. Um, Instead of just like it being this blob of information that it's being shared because this guy showed up with that and that guy showed up with that, this, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, So the organization of even getting together on certain nights, even outside of just having conversations, I think is one factor. Right. Um, So even just the way you laid out the question, even unless. Team, to be honest with you, so that's a, i mean, even what you just said right there, I think is an example of what it needs to be. A awesome,
0: team. one point me right there. <laughs> yes.
1: um, but in, in terms of like, I mean, I like to keep things organized on a like you know, we tend to have meetings on like a weekly or biweekly basis, depending on how soon the event is coming up. Mm. Just be, just because even if we have or other things that we discuss uh, results on, it's good. It's just easier for people to get things out from a voice perspective. Like that's why we have so many podcasts instead of articles, for example. Um, yes, they <laughs> to get out thoughts that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just have conversations flowing oh, back. Easier than like I, I tend to, and, and this might just be my age, but like when someone makes a post on an internet forum, like fact point one, and then you like you feel like you're combating point one, like it feels more argumentative. Mm-hmm. And feels more challenging than like having a conversation, and so like I tend to find that it's it's more advantageous to have conversations than it is to I, I find that internet typing out forums and and chat rooms and things like that are is is a good thing mm-hmm. to to bombard ideas and have a written record of what goes on, but the conversations that occur. Mm. In a meeting is just a more free flowing conversation, and like I was going to say that just... the
0: fluidity of thought, it's just yeah, right. The
1: sarcasm is obvious. The, <laughs> yeah, the um, the like mannerisms are obvious. Like you know, like the bagging on each other is more obvious. Like right. you know, like the discounting of ideas might be easier if it's coming from voice than voice type something out because you no, know, you can see. M- and it's obviously harder, not in person, but like you can tell if there's an agenda going on, and things like that. Like easier, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just find them to be good organizational, as well as good. Um, it's you're not asking a lot of people. Like get on the phone. Like that's that's you know I don't I don't know. Maybe you could okay, boomer me by going on the phone. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I guess that there's <laughs> that. Um, but like, I don't see it as like asking that much out of people, even on a weeknight um, mm. to get on the phone for a couple hours um, to, to really hammer things out more effectively. I feel like you can get more done um, than even in a testing session or something like that. And you might be able to like to test a certain matchup because you can talk through the results. Again, right. this comes into an ability perspective, but like if I can talk through what the strengths and weaknesses of a perceived matchup may be, it might just save us valuable time.
0: Right. Together. Well, it's also the – to your point about the fluidity of thought and the just – when you are able to do face-to-face or or on the phone conversations in – and again, with other players and team members that you trust, it allows you to say, okay, the next time we're meeting, we need to try this specific line of play and see how it shakes things out. Whereas just throwing it on a random thread, like you were saying, without a – It is very easy for somebody to not add context and say, oh, do this thing, and the person reading that doesn't quite interpret it correctly or doesn't follow what's going on or just misses it entirely. Face-to-face, it's much more difficult for those pitfalls to occur. You end up just by definition, or maybe not by definition, but most people's normal reaction is going to be, I don't know what you're talking about, what do you mean? And then you can walk through it right there and
1: try it out. Yeah, there's just more to like the 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 place you can accomplish the most is by all of you physically getting, the, but like depending on how many people are on the team, that might just not be possible or practical. So like, right? To me, the the conversation is the second best thing, and then the the written is the third. Because if I have to write out, and I have done this many times, like the reasons why, like you and I went to go play, explain to everybody that's there what happened that night, it's gonna take forever. Yeah, um, because you have to explain like. These were the key cards in the matchup. This is the matchup we played. This is what happened. Like, I can spit that out a lot faster than typing it all up. And like, if no one cares what the key cards were because no one's asking, then like, I might have just wasted my time even putting that out anyway. Because if you believe me, instead it went two and eight. Like, then we can just move on. But if I, I think like behind writing it down, I have to justify why it went two and eight. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Like, and and so. I guess point one is you have to get yourself organized mentally enough to even want to do that, mm. and that's probably something that you need to be prepared for because right. you people want to know the why, not just the what.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, that's the whole purpose behind it is ascertaining those reasons because then you can bounce the ideas off the other members to say, okay, did we tackle it appropriately? Is there a different way to come at this particular issue? And without that, it it goes back to the if. The most reductive scenario is you are solely on your own, maybe literally playing against yourself, and aside putting inbred testing, and you know, just one person is not going to come up with every single idea. Aside, it's you never get those outside perspectives of to get at those eureka moments of well, what if I just attack with this guy instead of that one on this particular turn? It, it's it's right. very it again. Like we started out at the beginning, it's not impossible. Clearly people are doing it in this game, they've done it in other games, it's just you make your own life much more difficult as a result.
1: Yes, and I believe it happens a lot in this game because there still remains um, a high disparity of, of player ability. that um, is the first thing that players can overcome quite easily just by practicing our inboard ability. So that's where a lot of the success initially comes from. The beginning, oh, you know? right. And there is so much, so many high-level events that occur at the beginning of Metagame. You might just catch people unaware that are trying to play their new pet thing that may actually not be very good. But there's exactly hey, that's when the events occurring. So what can you do?
0: Exactly, um, and and again, it just reinforces the idea of more people working on an issue, or it. it... It's just sheer logistics of they are more likely to find something than an individual working on their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, to be honest, Scott, that kind of touches on all of the major salient points that I wanted to, to cover regarding teams, and it kind of flowed from one into the other relatively organically. Was there anything we missed that you wanted to make sure we touched on either from a building a team perspective or maintaining a team or anything along those lines?
1: The things that I've faced in the past are just that like, you have to be able to identify early, as early as possible. If these things aren't working for the group. Um, chances are, if they aren't working in the group, it's because it's probably not working for the Wants to take it to a level that the other players aren't looking to get to. Um, So, so, honestly, somebody wants to take it more seriously, and the formalization of it is what they want to take more seriously. Not the result. I assume everybody wants to do well. Yeah, nobody's
0: going to say I I'm planning to go under five hundred at this event. That's what I really want. Like that. It once you. Well, I take that back because I've read. From other games, and I'm sure I've seen in this game, but I can't think of it, a number of people that go in and say, well, if I win two games out of this nine-round event, I'll be happy. And that's a different mentality of just, like, I just started out, or I've never been to this level of thing, or I don't know what I'm getting myself into, and it's just, you know, having a good time, which is fine. But when we're talking about this level where it's, no, I'm going in and I want to actually win this event... It you can definitely still find yourself in different strata concerning the level of effort that goes in to try and create that result.
1: Yes. I don't I don't think that, that the, the the first person you were mentioning would be a candidate for even wanting to do things. Exactly. This I mean re- require effort regardless. Yeah, exactly. So assuming that that's not on the table for anybody, I, I think that that identifying that you want something out of it that everybody else, that other people aren't aren't looking to give, not willing to give, because that's that 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 puts a connotation on something that one thing is better than another. And I'm not really saying that; it's just a different desire. Yeah. To to what to what you do and and I, and like I said, like it, it doesn't mean that everybody has to be on the same page. Ability. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be on the same page, um, whatever the phrase is, like ability to get together. Everybody doesn't have to be on the same page deck building. Everybody doesn't have to be on the same page. Everybody doesn't have to be on the same Time. It's just that you have to be able to get, everybody has to contribute what they can contribute, and that the group feels like they're getting something out of it. Like, yeah,
0: everyone else, all the other parties are comfortable with the contributions being made. By everyone that's not
1: them, like somebody has to bring the oranges. You could be the guy that brings the oranges, whatever the equivalent of that is. Yeah,
0: sure, I mean Je- um, Dan's in chat busting Jackie <laughs> about bringing that she's going to replace me because she's going to bring cookies. So I guess that, right. <laughs> all the test, I guess that
1: <laughs> you know, like not everybody has to bring the same thing, mm. whether you know it's something physically or whether it's something mentally it's that. Everybody contributes in their own. I don't think that any of we're not getting anything out of our ship. And if you aren't, Mm. you don't. And like, it's that's. I guess. I guess that's another thing we really didn't talk about. What's that? I I don't. I I guess we can go down this route. Like, Uh oh, (laughs) it's, it's it's not. It's it's this isn't like this doesn't have to be your best friends in the world like you're 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 rowing together like in the same direction for reason. it doesn't have to translate into anything. Else.
0: I think that is one of the when we were talking at the beginning about the distinction between a group and a team. at a certain point, it's for lack of a better way to put it 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 is a job and not like a literal occupation, but it is very much because of the expectations like them or not, like these are these are the people you have and you need to work with them? Is that where you're going with it?
1: Well, you don't... It doesn't ever have to grow to... It can grow to a point where you become best friends or whatever, but it mm. doesn't have to. You're all there for a reason. That is... Not, like, friendship is may not be the reason to start, but it right. doesn't mean that it has to be the reason to stay. And it doesn't mean that it has to be the reason at the end either. It just... It's not the reason is the point. They're separate. And th-
0: yes. And it's fine and if it's- they are like that. That's not yes. an inherent problem. And to be honest, sometimes <laughs> anybody out there who's worked for or with family or for or with friends, sometimes when you go to these other lengths, it makes it weird. So maybe maybe it's better when you start out otherwise sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's it's. It's about mutual respect and trust of results. Right. It doesn't even mean it's trust of ability. It's trust of results that no one's wasting their time because you don't have all the time to do it any other way. Right. So that's what it's about. Like, like it's not. Uh, and I, I don't want to sound not about friendship. It, 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 friendship is a is a, but that's not the original. Part. That mm. is not something we mentioned in the beginning. Like, yes. That's why you're doing
0: that. Yeah, it's a, that's it's actually, it's a good point to bring up.
1: I don't, I, I probably said, but I don't know of another way to yeah. say it.
0: It's one of those things that I, I feel like when you're in that scenario and you get it, you get it. 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 I agree with you. It Probably, depending on whose ears it's hitting, that may come across very cold or callous, but... I mean, again, setting the expectations like that's the purpose of the team is to try and do well. Mm-hmm. Dan says he's not friends and with you, you anymore.
1: <laughs> 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 and you, you won't have the same already on the just the fact, like right, right. You and I, we we don't do a podcast with anybody else, do we? You know, like you yeah, know, like.
0: I mean, I I'm used to with Jackie, but she, she's already gone to bed, so she won't hear this. She, she abandoned <laughs> me and won't do it anymore. You know?
1: <laughs> so it's like, you know, like there's certain there's certain aspects mm. of, um, you know, like I have friendship chats with people that I have these chats with. Not everybody's in everything together. Right. Um, there's an advantage that happens, like in excuse certain things or you get more out of the experience. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a requirement, is, is my point. Right. And it doesn't, and I, I I don't think, I think players out there that are looking to take this, take their gaming to the next level, that may feel like some of this stuff is getting in the way. Um, I feel like they need to do what's best for them and decide which is more important for them right. from a from a
0: gaming perspective it's a i'd like to believe that everybody can be have that adult conversation where if it is your buddy that your test or buddies that you're testing with and they're not as interested or you're not as interested as they are even coming from the other end to just be able to have the conversation say hey is this really the route that we all want to take does it make sense to potentially do something else
1: and then there's no reason <laughs> to geographic playing with players that like. Uh, there's obviously going to be a sharing of because I think it goes without saying that part of the idea is I don't want to say secrecy. But it's like you don't want to share. Your, you're not going to share your public, but like you can't help but share your results. With your testing partners, people that you're playing games with, even right, if they kind aren't, of by definition, your, yeah. If they're not on your team, like it, it doesn't. You don't have to have a formal member team to jam some games against but like there's obviously going to be expectation that person doesn't just go just on a Facebook deck thing right but that person doesn't have to be a formalized get something out of one way I just and I guess the other factor that I think might find surprising is that like nowhere in here do we say we all are playing for the same of money, you're all playing and you know, we're. I mean, yes, to make it easier when we go to dinner, we split bills or something like that, but that's just to make things easier, or not yeah, sharing finance, sharing whatever that is not part of it, right? Like, there is not some like we are obviously in a unique situation because of like this game and what we do, we beyond just playing. Which I won't, don't, probably don't need to get into, but like mm. there's more to it than just playing the game for us personally. But nowhere in here is there, is there any expectation of like shared prizes or shared collections or, right. oh, I have, like, you know, if you went back and listened to the last uh, podcast, like I'm selling the cards, like the team isn't, for example, and there's no expectation that that needs to be done by everyone. Exactly. So, so like I, I just want people to understand that your relationship to the game is not, does not have to be the same relationship that everybody else has. And there should be, I would not put an expectation out there that like anything has to be shared among the group other than I guess credit or effort right, is is given to everybody fairly. And, and that like, you know, everybody gets a, a, a jersey or a shirt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if you're, if you're again, like, tall to ride this ride, you're on the team unless there's something that happens where you need to get rid of members, which we didn't really talk about because it's probably not something that like we need to talk about right now. But yeah. like, so I guess that's probably something that might people might find surprising that mm. not everybody on the team needs to be doing everything together like with even within their relationship to the game.
0: And I think that just comes with ugh, experience with people, and I know that sounds weird because you know we're all always around people, but it's leading people, managing people, interacting with people, understanding you know chain of command among people, and setting expectations with other people. It's all the same things that you would do in your place of occupation, in you know, out in the world in general, and it doesn't end up being that much different here to do things successfully you know you need to make sure that like you said people are contributing at the appropriate level that people are all working towards the same thing that you're not stepping on each other's toes or undermining each other they, these are all like it sounds silly that they're just one liner things but they're all components to functioning as a well-oiled machine
1: yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking pride in in how somebody else does an event because you're friends with them, or you they play at your local store, or they play in your state, or they play in your geographic area. You can be like, "Wow, I played that! I'm 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 proud of their achievement." Yeah, whatever. But like, that's different than like being on a team with them, and I I think that's something that like. Uh, I don't know, like I think it probably brings us back to our first original point, but like they are definitely different, yes, um, and you know yeah, that's I know to say. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way
0: to close it up, to be honest um i don't I didn't as I said earlier, I didn't really have anything beyond that of points that I wanted to bring up um and I think at least for a a cursory look as cursory as you and i get when we do these things uh at how to form a team what is a team what are the advantages and you know how do you maintain them i think this is a good start uh but was there any other last points that you wanted to sneak in there a couple people were saying you're breaking up but i think you repeated earlier everything that you were you were saying while the phone was cutting out oh it's just a i'll put my the headphone
1: real quick um No, I I mean, it's, there's work that goes into it. So just, if if this is the route you want to go, and if you, whether you're starting it from scratch, there's, if you're the person starting it from scratch, chances are you're the one that's going to have to be doing the most. Yeah. Um, If you're looking to join another one that's already established, you should be, at least up front, be willing to put in what you feel is the effort that other people are asking for. So no matter what, if you're sitting on the sidelines now and are looking to do this, whether it's joining or whether it's forming, just know it's going to be, quote, work. Um, And like, you know, like, as we said, that could be as simple as posting on a forum more, more often now. Um, but there's a formalization to it that, that requires information sharing. And it, it it's probably going to be more than just like, writing your own notebook how you did that day just so you don't forget or compartmentalizing in your brain if you are not going to forget. So, you know, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, well, for my part, I think I already covered everything, so I won't rehash it. But it is something that I think moving forward, the advantages are, are being put on display. So I would anticipate a lot of people are going to listen to this. Or they've already had the thoughts in their head and move and
1: migrate in that direction in general. It's all about sustained results, and right? I think you, I think you'll find that that's the case. Exactly. In all, in all, in all, in all, like the team that rose in the same direction in anything you can find, I think is going to be more successful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, There there's something to be said about the. Uh, I was going to say herd mentality, but I don't know if that's really applicable here, but yeah, the, the, uh, the unity aspect of things, but uh, it's, it's more fun too, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, to be honest, my brain is starting to get addled now that we've done a couple episodes tonight. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a good time to call it there before we start going in circles and make this a four hour show. Cause we repeat the same things over and over again. Uh, Fair. So As always, everybody, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and
1: please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.